Welcome to Women in Electronics, the only show that empowers, develops, advocates, and celebrates the accomplishments and advancement of women in the electronics industry. With your host, Jackie Maddox. Well, here we are again with another episode of Women in Electronics. Oh my goodness, I'm so excited today. We have Steve Cholas with us who drove in to be with us in person, which is such a treat. So I just want to say thank you, Steve, for oh, being here. It's my pleasure to be here. This is exciting. And by the way, you're better than a cup of coffee in the morning. <laughs> this is great. So the excitement and energy, that's the way it should be. Yes. Excellent. It's so Excellent. nice to have you here. So you're more than welcome. What I will do before we start the interview, mm -hmm. as you know, we, we kind of got together a little before the interview and there's just so much for us to talk about. So we're going to try to condense things here and maybe a part one and a part two. But before we get into all that, Steve, mm -hmm. I'm just going to turn it over to you to introduce yourself, your company, and just what you do in the industry. Sure. I appreciate that. And uh, we'll throw out any scripting that you, you attempted <laughs> earlier in the morning. So uh, <laughs> uh, I'm Steve Charles, for those that don't know me. I, I hopefully have a fair amount of people that I've had the chance to meet over the years. So um, I currently run sales globally for a company called Big Zeta. Um, and Big Zeta was launched purposely for the electronics industry, you know, on both suppliers and distributors and what have you to help them during their, their route to digital transformation, which I think when we first started this company, it was only maybe three years ago or so. Digital transformation wasn't the big gig, right? It wasn't the it wasn't the buzzword all the time, but it is now. So definitely, you know, that's what I'm needed. doing today, which is really great. All right, yeah. well, definitely needed, Steve. And it's funny because I think you were on the forefront of so much of what was to come and what we needed. Um, sometimes you got to see the vision and then watch it happen. But really, before we get into more to do with that, I'd like to. I, I thought about you when doing this interview because. You're somebody who's been in the industry for a long time. You long have a time. lot of <laughs> contacts. You know so many people. You've worked in different aspects of the channel. So I thought, you know, especially for not only the leaders listening who um, like to tune in and hear from our other leaders, but also some of the um, rising professionals, very interesting to talk to somebody who's had a career in the industry and who has seen so much change. So I'd like to start it with that. So when you entered the electronic component industry, mm -hmm. what did it look like? And first of all, why did you even get into the industry? Let's just start with that in discussion. Sure. Why you got in, what it looked like, and then, wow, where we are today. So, so let's have that conversation. So she's asking for a 38-year journey. So, yes. And I'm going to condense this down in to two, two, minutes. Two, in two minutes or less, <laughs> right? So I got in the business in 1984. And I was led into the business by a neighbor of mine who was selling media. He was a peddler, selling ads in the industry publications at the time, you know, the local ones, Electronic Buyers News and mm -hmm. E-News e and what have you. So he always seemed to have a pretty insightful lifestyle. And I, I say that where he was constantly engaged uh, in a community and in industry that was starting to gain recognition back then, right? And so that was always fascinating to me. In any event, long story short, I chose to get interviewed for this position with that company, and I did. I was lucky enough to get it, and I was off to the races. So the job was essentially here in Orange County, right, ironically enough, and which was the distribution hub. A lot of people may not realize back in the 80s, early 80s, you probably had 
10 major distributors here in the Orange County, LA area. So that was really huge and really great for me, you know. So in any event, so I started my career selling advertising and to high-tech companies, distributors and component manufacturers. And, um, and then I found a niche within that, the channel, distributors, and the evolution of semiconductors as they were hitting pace pretty quickly, right, in those late 80s, you know. So that set me up for a lot of opportunity for success that I didn't even realize was there. But it was the interest in this technology. You know, I was not educated in technology. So do we be part of technology back then was freaking great, right? Because you're at the DNA of everything before any of these devices and phones were being made. So it was awesome. I spent a lot of time and was, you know, carrying a bag, but you know, if you get good in sales, they move you into management. So, because they don't want to pay you anymore, if you will. Right. <laughs> but it just, you know, a little, have a little fun there, but I got a good chance to see what distribution was like and the component suppliers. And I was able to do so just because of the openness of this industry at the time. Right. I spent a fair amount of time on the road with those distributors. If I wanted their money, mm-hmm. if I wanted to earn their marketing attention, I had to learn their business. That's kind of how it was back then. And I was fortunate enough to do that. And then for, and from there, I was able to be part of a lot of, I think, experience to watch the, this industry change so rapidly within that 10-year period from 84 you know, to 94, right? Then you got the web two years later happening, right? So another disruptive thing. But distribution within that early 10-year period, and I look at it in 10-year blocks, a lot of significant changing to kind of lead them to where I think the channel exists today. Uh, don't know what it's going to look like in three or four years, mm-hmm. and I don't think they do either. And I think they readily admit that. So the changes in the market have been exciting to be part of. And many people in this industry, I think, overlook the changes by not paying attention mm-hmm. and go along with things. And you can't do that anymore. Right. You can't just go along. You're either part of it or you're out of it. It's interesting because we've had conversations and really Mm. with many leaders in the industry that we create so much technology, all the technology we see, we don't necessarily utilize it. Great point, great point. (laughs) In our industry, which is such a disconnect and a gap. Um, So maybe I'll turn that conversation over to you because it's part of what you're providing as well in the industry. Yeah, that's, you know, we bridge off each other very well. So good job there for no scripting on this, Jackie. (laughs) I like that. Fast forward now, right, to where we are today. Let's, let's not have to live too much back in the past, right? But, you know, I think we can, and we can come back later on that. But what's important is the digital transformation. Any buzzword you want to lay on this thing that's happening now, you know, to digitally transform yourself or evolve is no longer, I'm going to get to that. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll fund that when possible. Uh, let's approach it in sequential steps slowly. And a lot of that now has gone by the wayside. When I was in media for all those years, traveling the world, learning the business, paying attention, had a lot of really good champions and mentors and coaches. It was another conversation we'll have mm-hmm. to help me. I started to realize, you know, probably just after the year 2000, there was this disconnect between our advertisers, which are distributors and component manufacturers. Mm-hmm. And I'm a marketing guy. I, I run big marketing publications. The disconnect was they don't know what to do. They were having a hard time understanding what to do with leads that were being brought in, right? And they count on third party, whether it's media or 
trade shows or what have you, that was a pretty unsophisticated process. And I quickly saw as the advent of the web that, you know, this is going to change and I need to learn that relatively quick Mm -hmm. and understand, do we match up? So does marketing outside of a company match up to within the company? I saw so many holes and gaps and pain points over the years that when we decided, me and another fellow decided to leave our company at the time, let's go build a company that can help everybody fill those gaps because it's on the forefront digitally, right? So we were able to to do that and bring that to the forefront to really help a digital transformation process happen smoothly, affordably, whether you're a $5 million company or $50 billion, doesn't matter. There are ways and entry points, you know, for you to do that. Well, I think it's a very interesting point because, you know, I had been in the channel for a lot of years as mm-hmm. well um, as a rep, but then um, had some experience uh, working for a manufacturer. What you just described, I think, is one of our biggest gaps because we're still trying to do things the way we did them before. What yes. got us to this point isn't going to get us where we want to go. So we're still trying. I would say 80% of the channel is still trying based on that legwork, uh, human relationship type of effort versus a digital effort. So it's making that bridge, it's making that switch um, to how to get the top leaders to make a mind shift, I think is what you're talking about. What it is, it's, it's, it's a commitment, you know, and live up to it because if not, your company's going to fail. Right. Right. In this industry, we can only talk about this industry, but with that being said, there's a lot of learning that can come from the consumer side of the business back into this B2B world that we play because B2B is rapidly becoming B2C. And that's what you got to think of. Yes. Forget the business to business relationship. It's really the business to the customer, whoever that customer is. That's starting to come into play. I mean, in vogue now, it's B2C for everybody, if you will. I don't know whether it's 80% of the mar- of the channel. We're picking on Disney's for a moment. And, and the component manufacturers are probably even more guilty, mm-hmm. in my mind. And clearly, you know, they've got a long way to go. So it, it's kind of a code share responsibility of commitment that leaders have to, you know, have to, have to, you know, step up to the table and do. And it's going to take different leaders, different types of leaders, different backgrounds of leaders. Because mm-hmm. what engineers don't make great marketers, by the way, most people running these companies in our industry have a tendency, propensity to be engineers, right? Mm-hmm. They elevate into a CEO position, you know, those, that gravitational pull for them to elevate into that position, you know, has been based on their technology and their intellect relative to this industry, right? In terms of design, right? Mm-hmm. But that doesn't make you a good marketer. And now there's other things that come into play to fully be able to transform your company. Mm-hmm. And again, we're talking about digitally. Still people business. People buy things companies don't, but the mix is here to be created. And we have to, if you want to live and succeed in this business, you have to find that balance, be committed and get on with it. You can't go at this slow. Slow got you to where you're at today. Slow set us up for failure during COVID. We learned a lot from that. I can go on. I'm going to back off a little bit because I get excited by this stuff. That's you should. It's be. awesome. It's awesome to you know to want to go that route and understand what it's all about. How do I get there? You can't be you can't be a leader of of years gone by and expect to really understand where you got to go now. Mm-hmm. You're either going to have to be quickly uptaked, 
educated. You're going to have to staff around you the right people because they're all different. And you're going to have to make a commitment to that to live it. Wow. Well, I think we'll end on that note with this part one. But I want to get into more with you on that with part two, because I think you're touching on something that I do believe we have a lot of leaders in the industry that are very capable of learning all the new ways of marketing if they Mm. decide to put the effort into it and if they decide to be creative. So that's where I want to start on the next uh, session. So thank you for being here, Steve. Oh, you're more than welcome. This has been a blast. And I love being at the Irvine uh, Innovation Lab. This is great. Awesome. (laughs) All right. We will reconvene in next session. Bye-bye. Cheers. You've been listening to another episode of Women in Electronics right here in Orange County's only community radio station, octalkradio.net.